When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, I'm Tom Cock, and the end of the year finally, thankfully, is upon us. And yeah, I'm happy, like you, to say good riddance to 2020. Welcome 2021, which we hope will be better than the previous year. But here we are, kind of a long holiday weekend. You might have a little extra time you probably already cleaned your house. You did all those home improvement projects over the last eight months while you've been stuck there. What about your finances? Let's talk about a few things you could do. Or by the way, here's another idea. You could get your kids to do if they're younger and they're starting to think about money or if they just have their first job, et cetera, et cetera. So part one, by the way, would be use your time wisely. We have this discussion at home often. And as part of that, I had uh, talked to a client this week and said, well, there's no football to worry about January 1st. You can work on that. And he said, if you go on your podcast and say that, you're going to sound like a soccer guy (laughs) because the college playoffs apparently are uh, football taking place on January 1st. So my apologies to those participants whom I couldn't even tell you who they are this year. Of course, in our part of the world, I think our local uh, well-known Huskies of the University of Washington only played four games. So it's a very limited schedule, and they were certainly not on the radar to play for a national title. But let's talk money. What should you do here at the end of the year and the beginning of the new year? Number one, this one's easy. We talk about it a lot, and yet we see it a lot, and that is clean up, as my partner would call it, the hodgepodge. I truly think you should have one pre-tax retirement account, whether you're working or whether you're retired. There's no reason to have several individual retirement accounts after you are retired, unless there's reason to keep them separate for estate planning purposes. Otherwise, there's no reason you should have one. You should have one post-tax account, Roth, right? Roth IRA. Uh, Again, here, you're going to build it hopefully with a little more risk in it because it's going to grow faster with riskier assets like stocks and it's going to grow tax-free. Then you should have one taxable like regular brokerage account, but one of each, not, oh, I got this little IRA here and I have a leftover 401k here because it's impossible to tell what you really hold when you do it that way. When you start to take the money out, required minimum distributions, now age 72, it gets even more confusing. And by the way, people still say, well, I don't want to put all my eggs in one, in one basket. Well, all your eggs in one basket, like Charles Schwab, pretty safe. They manage trillions of dollars. They have private insurance. They have government insurance. If something happens to Schwab and the, the money that custodian there, we are all in a lot of trouble. So I wouldn't worry about having it all at one major custodian. I would not have it at a small brokerage. Sometimes those have gone out of business and the insurance has not covered them. But having all your eggs in one basket, like a major uh, custodial service, not a problem. So that'd be number one. That's a huge one that because we see this all the time from you. Number two, again, something we talked about on an earlier podcast. I'll mention again briefly. 
I think it's a great time to put together your assets and liabilities on a spreadsheet. Yeah, those things you own that are worth something minus those things you owe on. Hopefully not major credit card debt or the like, but maybe that is. So you put all that on there and then update it. I think annually is a great plenty. I do mine every six months, but I'm in the business. I think about these things pretty often. So assets and liabilities. Here's the other one that I see come up this time of year. You already know that because, well, I don't know if we're going to hear the ads for the health clubs. But you're probably going to hear the dieting ads, and that is, you know, having goals for the new year, resolutions for the new year. And here's the thing. I think many people oftentimes when it comes to their finances think, I can't fix it. I can't change it. I would urge you to come up with small goals to begin with. Small. Number one might be about your emergency fund. If you don't have one, I think you should start chipping away a little bit at your monthly income and setting something aside. If we know one thing coming out of this crisis, many people ran out of money very, very quickly because they had nothing saved to fall back on. I think an emergency fund. Number two, if you're contributing to a 401k, maybe just slightly increase that. If you're not at all, what about starting with 1%? Again, this might be great for your kids or grandkids. Just do something. Get started small right? And don't have an overly ambitious goal that I'm going to have $100,000 by the end of the year. No, make it a small goal. You started, You every great journey begins with the first step, right? So you got to get going with something. And the human brain has this awful tendency to focus on the negative. It's been proven time and time again. Here's your chance to be positive in the new year. You're taking small steps that will add up to substantial over time, especially if you're starting uh, young, right? And and you're doing it right. Again, sometimes um, just figuring out how to get this started and putting it on autopilot. There's no discipline required when the money comes out of your check every two weeks and goes into a 401k. This is something I think you should urge on those young people in your life to start saving now, invest it properly. Another thing to think about, this is not our area of specialty, but we see it. I think it's a good time to update your wills, your health care directives, and look at your estate plan. Great time to do that. And again, you've got a couple extra minutes, hopefully over the longer weekend to do that. And then the other one, you know, here's something that my wife, bless her, did. We were already kind of into the fitness thing. Not at home, though. We had I had to go to a club. She went for runs, but she took a downstairs room that was really kind of sitting there and built it into a great home workout room. I got a Stairmaster there now and a bike and weights and a TV so I can watch TV while the pain is building on me. I love it. And so it brings me to this final point. Take better care of yourself in the new year. At least a walk. Do something to make yourself in motion during 2021, just having that plan of taking better care of yourself. Now, back to the hodgepodge. I want to make an offer to you because here we are at the new part of the year. Ask us for help. We look at people's portfolios all the time. We look at their plans. We're giving you one hour of our time to make sure you're doing everything to pull hardest for yourself. That includes oftentimes looking at people's 401ks and saying, invest it this way. That in times, oftentimes look at all these random accounts I have and saying, 
you know, you might want to just put them in this one IRA over here. That involves really making sure if you're over the age of 50, you have a plan for retirement. I think that's the cutoff. You got to know what, what, what your plan is moving forward. And, and moving forward, I hope we're moving forward into a absolutely terrific year for you and your family. Thank you for listening to Talking Real Money. I'm Tom Cox. that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a family registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?